Hello and welcome once again to Indians on Deck, the Let's Go Tribe Prospect podcast. I'm Matt Schlichting, and as always, we are here with Brian Hemminger. Brian, how was the week? It's been a very good week for Indians prospects. Lots of home runs, which is always a good thing. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and lead it off, as always, with the top 10 prospects in the system. And the number one overall prospect, Tristan McKenzie, no real updates. He's still just throwing in Arizona, apparently. Yeah, nothing crazy. Uh, apparently, Paul Hoynes finally saw that post and made an, a mention of it today, so a week late. So, good job, Paul. <laughs> and second up, we have Nolan Jones, who looks like he had a pretty solid week. He had a great week. I thought about putting it in the five best, but I just quite didn't because, again, still hasn't hit that first home run of the year. But offensively, he was sensational. I mean... He uh, had five games played, slash line 417, 611 on base percentage, 667 slugging. So his on base was almost higher than his slugging. Five walks, had a double, a triple. Actually, it was six walks. So double, triple, six walks, and only one strikeout this week. So he was a monster. Nice to see him catching a little bit of steam. Hopefully we get the dinger soon, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, getting a triple and a double, uh, granted they were in the same game, but... That's always a good sign, so making hard contact. And then Tyler Freeman had a great week, not just with uh, his stats, but also uh, had an article written about him on MILB.com, if you want to check that out. The Toolshed article about uh, his adjustment to, I think, about quintuple, his walk rate. (laughs) And uh, he also entered the MLB Pipeline Top 100 at number 96. So Ooh, I didn't see that he got into the, he into the did. pipeline. He did. So it's been a very nice week for Tyler Freeman, but he also had very good stats. He hit 294, 429, 529 on his slash. Struck out once, how dare he, but added a homer, two doubles, a triple, a walk. <laughs> got hit by three pitches <laughs> and struck out only once, in addition to tossing a stolen base on the pile. Another wonderful week for Tyler Freeman. And then this is the one I'm excited for. Bo Naylor finally had a good week. He had a, in four games played, he had a slash of 357, uh, 471, 714. He hit his first home run of the season. Uh, he had two doubles, three walks, and only one strikeout. And he also is in the midst, I believe, of a five-game hitting streak. The Indians did something interesting. Even though he had been their one of their number one struggling players at that level, they started leading him off. And it paid off. He's been getting on base at a very high rate. Smart decision-making by the Indians staff, leading off their catcher. <laughs> you don't see that every day. No, and it's always interesting when when a change like that seems to spark something in a guy where maybe it's just that little bit of shift in how he thinks about approaching the at-bat, not necessarily trying to put it in play, but to just get on base. Hopefully he can sustain it. Yeah, and he... uh I mean, they did the same thing. Uh, Quentin Holmes would lead off the games that Bo would have an off day, and, and he had a home run this year, this week, too. So, Our number five guy is George Valera, and he appeared. Yeah, there's a guy, uh, Burning River Baseball, uh, Joe, I, I forget his last name, but he is always uh, talking about 
what's going on over in extended spring training. And he's going to a bunch of the games and he uh, grabs some pictures of uh, George Fuller in action. So just good to know that he's out there playing baseball right now. So we had video of him taking batting practice last time, and now we got pictures of him on a field. So always good to know. We're getting closer. Uh, next up was Bobby Bradley, and he continued to put together what's been a pretty nice campaign. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it wasn't quite as good as last week when he was just insane and made the MLB pipeline, uh, you know, red hot player players of the week. But uh, in five games, he had a slash of uh, 278, 381, 500 with a home run, a double, three walks and seven strikeouts. So he is continuing to produce. His batting average is still over 300 for the whole season. I know his BAPIP is way up there, but I mean, he's he's really clobbering the ball. So and he hit another home run today. It's not even factored into this. So Brian Rocchio is our next man up. And <clears throat> I think he's the only one that we haven't really gotten any inklings about so far. Yeah, I haven't seen much about him. So I'm sure he's fine. I mean, I haven't heard anything about an injury. Just people haven't seen him. So he is missing, but he will hopefully be appearing in June for uh, Mahoning Valley starting their short season. And then we have Luis Oviedo, who I wonder if this should just be its own section at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good or bad. You know what, though? This time when he was great, he would go six innings of shutout ball. And then when he was horrific, he would go, you know, one third of an inning, five runs. This time, you know, I was saying he's never in the middle ground. He was in the middle ground. He it still was wasn't a good merely start. bad. He was merely <laughs> bad this week. Uh, celebrating his 20th birthday this week. Uh, Luis Oviedo um, perhaps uh, celebrated a little too hard and then decided to pitch about five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, went three and two-thirds innings, only allowed two hits, but at the expense of walking five and hitting two batters himself with only one strikeout, allowed three runs along the way. So another... Not so good start for Luis Oviedo. So now he's had two, oh my God, what happened starts. Uh, about five, wow, this guy is insane starts. And now he's had one pretty bad start. At least it's better than holy Jesus. Yes. Do we think this is him in his good starts being effectively wild? Or in his, in his good starts, he's only walking like two or less. So I don't know. There's just sometimes he doesn't have a feel for his command. He he definitely needs to get more consistent. Absolutely. Next up is Ethan Hankins, and we have an Ethan Hankins sighting as well. Yeah, I believe he uh, is starting a game today in uh, extended spring training. Some So uh, he is not just appearing, but actually making a start. So good to hear. And then that finally brings us to Sam Henkes. And Sam had a strange week. Is he went six innings again, which is what he's been consistently doing. He's been going about six innings every time, no matter if he's garbage or not. Uh, and he gave up eight hits and seven runs, but only two of them were earned. And he only had two walks and seven strikeouts. So tough to see exactly if he was bad or not. If I didn't watch the start, so I don't know, you know, how much of an effect those uh, errors had on his performance. But at least according to his stats for the week it wasn't bad and then apparently today he had the best start of this of his season 
which is not factored in, but he went like six or seven shutout innings. That would mean that two of his last three starts were six-plus shutout innings. So it seems like Sam's starting to turn it around. So even though this start wasn't amazing, this was his worst start of his last three. Not too shabby. Since he started today, we should have one more in the numbers for next week, most likely. Yes, because he'll have another start before we uh, do the podcast next week. So he'll have, as long as his next start isn't hot garbage, he's probably going to be in the five. (laughs) He'll be in the five best from everywhere next week as well, most likely. Speaking of that section, that is where we have now arrived since we finished up with the top 10. So let's go ahead and kick it off here. Who was our um, one of our one of the best players from the entire system? You can't talk about who had a hot week without mentioning Mark Mathias. He was an absolute monster. Uh, he went seven seventy eight for his batting average, eight forty six on base percentage. Literally eighty five percent of the time he was up to bat, and then his slugging was one thousand. 333. So that is absolutely ridiculous. He had a home run, two doubles, and three walks. So one of those games, he had a four for four game with a walk. In that game, he had the home run and the go ahead single in extra innings to win the game. So just an absolute monster performance by Mark Mathias, who I believe was a third round pick about four years ago and has been working his way up through the system. He was a Pretty good prospect right when they first drafted him and then lost a bit of his luster after he just kept getting hurt and stalled stalled (laughs) out a little bit. Very nice to see him have such an impressive week, especially with a certain uh, second baseman in Cleveland not playing very well. The thing I like, there's nothing to not like from that week, but sometimes it feels like when a guy has a crazy hot week like that, it's just because he swung at everything and happened to make contact every time. But three walks on top of that and hitting for Mm -hmm. power with it just... There's, it was maybe he'll just do this forever now, right? That would be acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who was the next guy that we singled out this week? Uh, next up, Justin Garza. He is a pitcher at High A Lynchburg. He had his best start of his career, I think, the longest start as well. Uh, went seven innings, no runs allowed, no walks, three strikeouts, and three hits. Unfortunately. Lynchburg ended up losing in extra innings because nobody decided to score that game until the 10th inning. Garza took a no decision in the greatest start of his career. (laughs) Go figure. But well done, though, Zach. Uh, You jumped the gun a little bit there on our next guy, it sounded like. Well, I was getting there. But yeah, next up, Mm -hmm. Zach Plasek, who is, uh, I'm sure no one has heard of him on this podcast. (laughs) I think that's possibly the third time we've had him in this section too yeah. so he's certainly continues to earn the always important accolades from the Indians on deck podcast but he went 6 innings allowed only 4 hits walked a guy but struck out 7 no earned runs so he's just it, he just and we should mention it was his AAA debut in that start as well which we'll get to later and but, continues to dominate yeah so uh, Cody Anderson, you better be uh, shaking in your boots. Somebody's coming <laughs> for your rotation spot. Keep it up, Zach Playsack. You will, again, just like Bobby Bradley, force the Indians' hand. I mean, do they really want to see three more innings or less of a guy that can't pitch? <laughs> or would you rather give this guy not. a shot? 
Come on, Indians. I would rather give Ploiecki a shot at this point. <laughs> hey, Ploiecki has been unstoppable this season. Two Lights scoreless out. innings. You can't touch him. <laughs> Hitters hate him. <laughs> Hitters hate this guy. <laughs> okay, next up. Who's, who's, yeah. <laughs> we got to move on. Uh, Kai, Kai Tom, he uh, of Hawaii and Double A had a very nice week as well. Batted uh, 360 with a 407 on base percentage and slugged 460. Hit three home runs, a double, two walks, and had a stolen base. Uh, those home runs, he had three of those home runs in his last two games as well. So very nice uh, week for Kaya Aitam. He's a guy in our system. I feel like every year his name pops up a couple of times because he has a week or even a month mm-hmm. like this. As far as his long-term prospects go is he someone that we could affect the major league roster in the long run yeah he he definitely has a profile that could make it to the bigs although i don't see him being a starter probably at the major league level probably more Mm -hmm. you know fourth outfielder type maybe even fifth outfielder with if you're an indian (laughs) because they're running five right now but uh, yeah, he's he's doing a good job, and he's been pretty consistent. He had a decent season last year. At some point, he's probably going to be getting promoted to AAA. Probably not till late this season. He's definitely a, a solid overall uh, outfielder. Just unfortunately, we have a bit of a jam right now. And part of the reason for that uh, is one of the newer acquisitions and the final guy from our top five from the week, Daniel Johnson. And he had himself a little bit of a power surge there. Uh, yeah. Batting average for the week was just 308, but slugging was 808. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also had a 357 on base percentage. But yeah, he had four home runs this week. He was on fire earlier this season. Then he had a very brief uh, injury stint. I don't even know if he actually went on the DL, but he missed some games for about four or five days. Then he struggled in his return, but he's definitely starting to turn it around again because this week he had four home runs, a double, two walks, and 10 runs batted in. So, yeah, he was Mr. Productive. I should mention uh, it's not in the five best from everywhere, but Oscar Gonzalez had himself a week as well. I think he's on an 11 game or maybe eight or nine game hitting streak. If you had, didn't hear about this, it's hilarious. He has not walked all season and he finally got a walk this week. And for people that were listening live, apparently the team, his te- his teammates dugout erupted in cheers when he actually walked on his, I think it was 131st plate appearance of the season. Oh, that's fantastic. They also requested the ball. <laughs> <laughs> So they really, really let him have it for his inability to get walks. But yeah, uh, Oscar Gonzalez is currently leading all Indians minor league prospects in batting average. He's betting about 370 right now at high A Lynchburg. But his on-base percentage is about 372 <laughs> because he's been hit hit one by one pitch and now has a walk. Well done, Oscar. And you'll be hearing a little bit more about Oscar a little bit later down the line uh, in the, today's podcast. But we'll get to that. So moving on to some sadder news. We have normally we'll just we would call this the injuries, but there are a couple extra things that happened this uh, past week. So I'm calling it the injuries retirements released section. So uh, to make some space in the system after several players were activated, several pitchers were activated this week. R.C. Orlin uh, was released a veteran pitcher at AAA. James Karinchak at AAA, who has been on fire all season, hit the injured list with a hamstring uh, injury. And then at AA, 
we had two players retire, actually. So the first was Daniel Salter. He was a catcher that actually was rock solid for a little bit, caught fire about three years ago and made the all-star team in the Carolina League. But then after he got promoted to double A, he really struggled. And then that was around the time that Francisco Mejia went on his 50-game hitting streak, completely surpassed him as a prospect, and then passed him in the organization. Salter got demoted back to Lynchburg, and then mm-hmm. he's been kind of bouncing around Lynchburg, double A, and then they've been using him as a guy if like maybe some injuries happen and they need to move him to other levels. After uh, he got sent to extended spring training again, when somebody else got activated, he decided to retire. He is on the voluntary retired list. And then this one surprised me. Uh, It wasn't announced anywhere, but some people noticed that the move had been made like on his MILB.com page. But Andrew uh, Kalika, or Kalika, he uh, is a college bat that was one of the hottest hitting prospects that the Indians ever had after they got drafted. Uh, Made it all the way to single A when he uh, initially got drafted and then has been pretty solid every season since and was at double A last year and was excellent. And I thought that he might start the season at triple A, but then he got hurt in mid-April and it must have been a pretty serious injury because he decided to retire from it. So I'm not sure exactly what happened, but Andrew Kalika looks like he's done as a player. So sorry to see him go. So I'm, I'm really not sure what the injury was either. It wasn't listed. It just said he went on the injured list around April 15th. According to Tribe Insider, it's saying it was a hand fracture, but that doesn't seem like something where you would just shrug and give up. I, I, I don't know. So maybe he just didn't feel like, uh, or maybe he sees all the talent coming up and they, he thinks that He's not going to have a chance to make it to the Indians before then. I I just don't know. So he hasn't posted. I wonder if that's one where we might hear some more news. Yeah, maybe we'll hear some more down the line. But definitely sad news in that department because I I was always a big fan of Andrew uh, Calico. Yeah. And then at Lynchburg, Adam Scott, uh, a draft pick last year, the Indians' fourth round draft pick in 2018. Uh, he's on the injured list with a blister, so not a super serious thing. So good good to know that he'll hopefully be back soon. And then at the single-A level, Daniel Schneeman, uh, who had just been promoted to single-A uh, from extended spring training, is now on the injured list as well. This one is the big one. The big news of the day, Indians first-round draft pick, Lenny Torres, who uh, was taken with their... I believe, third pick, third first round pick last year. He had a start where his velocity dropped significantly at extended spring training. They decided to go get him checked out uh, by uh, an elbow doctor, and he had Tommy John surgery today. Right at the end of last week's podcast, there was the news that he uh, needed was going to go get checked out, and then a week later, he's having Tommy John surgery. So it must have been pretty serious. So that sucks. Definitely yeah, disappointing. He's out for the whole rest of this season and probably at least half of next season. And then when he does come back, they're going to be really babying him hard. So next season is kind of going to be a lost season a little bit too. Maybe he'll make a few appearances at Mahoning Valley next year. But yeah, uh, so that would mean that we're not going to get to see him starting again if he does come back as a starter until probably 2021. Definitely a big setback for Lenny Torres, but I did see... Uh, that he was active on Twitter, and he actually had something interesting posted. So I will get that up. In the, He responded 
to uh, Indian's perspective, who made a post about uh, Lenny having his Tommy John surgery. And Lenny just quoted it and then said, trust the process. I'll be back before you know it. Time to own this rehab. So at least he's entering it with the right mindset. Yeah, it's nice to see. On to positive news, because that was just way too depressing. Uh, Promotions and activations. There were a ton this week, and there were several high-profile ones. So let's move on to those. Uh, First off, Oscar Flippin' Mercado bumped up to the Cleveland Indians, and they average nine runs a game when he's in the lineup. Undefeated, undefeated. and untied. I, it's just what this team needed. <laughs> his his pro debut didn't go great. <laughs> he did not. I, I watched uh, his at-bats. He looked a little lost up there, swung at some bad pitches out of the zone, struck out his first three times, and then he almost got beamed right in the face uh, in his fourth at-bat, but he got it grazed his shoulder and then went over his helmet, thank God. But he made it to first base, and then it ended up coming around to score a run. So already scored his first run, already didn't get a chance to steal because the Indians were already up 8 nothing, and that would have been a bit of a dick move. <laughs> but Oscar <laughs> Mercado is on the Indians and getting playing time, and they put him at number 6 in the batting order, so they weren't screwing around either. They were, they were giving him a legit chance. Very nice to see that. Uh, the next, we had Zach Playsack, who we've been hyping up all week. And then, as we mentioned earlier, he got promoted from Akron to Columbus, had a tremendous start for Columbus. So continue continue dominance from Zach Playsack. And I'm looking forward to when MLB Pipeline does their little uh, update to their top 30. I'm thinking Zach Playsack is going to be making a huge jump because he wasn't even on the top 30. Yeah, I mean, I would just the way he's pitched so far this season, that feels like top 20, right? Well, you look at the pitchers ahead of him and how they've been doing and Sam Hentges and uh, Luis Oviedo and all those other guys. And uh, yeah, I'd say uh, Zach Plasek deserves at top 15 at this rate. I mean, he's he's been sensational. He really has. So then at double A, very busy at double A and possibly could be one of the reasons behind uh, some of those retirements and everything. But Aaron Savalli was activated. So he was, if you remember, drafted in 2016 in the third round. One round before we got Shane Bieber, Savalli made a start for Akron. It didn't go particularly well. Very good to see Aaron Savalli back in action. Hopefully on his way and could provide some depth to the Indians starting rotation again as well. Uh, another guy that's a very good command of the zone so and has a killer slider. Then Nelly Rodriguez, who kind of has been surpassed as a prospect. He was activated and sent to Akron from extended spring training. And in his first game, smashed a home run. So instead of sulking after two seasons where he struggled at AAA and then got demoted at the end of last year to AA, in his return to AA, blasts a home run, and then today uh, hammers... Uh, or, and then in the next game, I think he went two for four. So he's hitting the ball very well. So, yeah, I legitimately thought we traded him. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. We, we didn't trade <laughs> I, him. He was actually a, a free agent for minor leagues at the end of last season. And the Indians re-signed him, even though he hadn't been performing oh, well, he was given an opportunity and I think he had an injury. So he was just working, working out in extended spring training. Good job, Nelly. And then Ernie Clement. Another player that's known for not striking out much was and made a, a good impression in actual Indian spring training earlier this year. He was activated to Akron as well from the injured list. So he'd been hurt for a little bit, but he is back in action. 
Uh, the next activation we have is, I think, the one I'm most excited about, actually. Yes. Jean Carlos Mejia. So one of the top Indian prospects. He was activated, and I think he made a start today. And if you will uh, give me one second, I will find out how he did. Yeah, and while you look that up, uh, the next guy to be activated from the injured list <clears throat> was catcher third baseman Gavin Collins. And Collins is a solid hitter that uh, I would say he's a better third baseman than a catcher, but it's just nice to have a little bit of versatility. Uh, Gene Carlos Mejia, three innings, no walks, five strikeouts, two runs, four hits. So not too bad. I like the strikeout total. Yeah, yeah. I like the, the five strikeouts, no walks. Looks like they were working him back, you know, a little low slowly because he only threw 47 pitches today. Good, good to see him back because he is definitely a guy that I'm very excited about this season. And he got off to such a good start. I think he had five perfect innings <laughs> in his first start. So uh, to see him come back and perform well is great. And then last but not least, Henry Pujols, uh, a power hitting, I believe, first baseman uh, type prospect, maybe can play a little outfield, was promoted to Lake County from extended spring training. He was the final promotion slash activation for the week. So I'm assuming there's no relation. Uh, not to Albert Pujols, no. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> so uh, we now move on to a section we have a name for now, courtesy of a, a listener. Yeah, I will read the email. It was from Koi Gobble. He said a prospects outside the top 10 segment name was his subject line. So thank you very much for thoroughly explaining what it was going to be the content of your email. And he said, a good name for the segment would be Indians in the Cupboard. You can just mail me a check. Thanks. <laughs> Not going to mail you a check, Koi, but you do get a shout out on podcast. So I like it. We looked up. The, there's nothing too, nothing wrong particularly with this. So Indians in the Cupboard it is. And for those of you that are hearing about this for the first time, this is a segment that was recommended by Andrew Kinsman from uh, the Let's Go Tribe, where we follow along uh, a player to uh, one pitcher and one hitter each that is not in the Indians' top 10. Just see how they do. And uh, depending if uh, they're really sucking, we can give up on them and try somebody else. We're not fully committed to this person for the whole season. Or for, depending on some other situations, we could follow somebody else as well. So how did your guys do? So uh, I picked Will Benson for this month, and he's continuing to, to struggle a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, here in, in week three of the assignment, his slash for that period is 150, 215, 217. Four doubles, 24 strikeouts Yeesh. in 65 plate appearances. So he's certainly flailing around a little bit there. I accept the blame. I'm sorry, Will. Not necessarily the kind of production you expect to continue to see from him, but I'm, I think I'm going to have to cut him. All right. I'm just going to have to cut him so, loose. <laughs> so who's going to be your new dude? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to announce him. Okay, you'll announce him. I've got mine already, so I'm going to make sure to list mine so you don't steal him uh, when it gets to my turn since I actually have to make a change as well, but my change is for a good reason. It is. Uh, my pitcher is Kyle Nelson, and he has continued to shine. Uh, he made his way up to AA as of last week, and since I've started tracking him, he's six innings, 6.1 innings, uh, seven strikeouts, only three hits, 
no walks, no earned runs, picked up a save along the way. So he continues to pitch particularly well in his relief duties. And then for me, uh, my position player was Oscar Mercado, and he's on the Indians now, so... He's not exactly following along a prospect. Even though the Major League debut didn't go amazingly well, it's great to see him up there. So I am just going to switch and make it a tale of two Oscars and switch over to Oscar Gonzalez, who I already uh, talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast. But Gonzalez is a former Arizona Rookie League MVP. He has kind of made a name for himself for his inability to get walks. And I will be following along, but he led all Indians prospects and in hits last year. Uh, one of the top batting averages for full season players last year. And then currently this year, he's leading all Indians prospects and in batting averages by about 50 points. So he is off to a tremendous start to his 2019 campaign. And hopefully he can continue it. I legitimately hope he keeps the ball. He did. That he walk. did. <laughs> it, it was yes. posted in the Snapchat. He signed it. And dated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that he's got such a good sense of humor. Yeah, about absolutely. It. And then uh, my pitcher, Raymond Burgos, uh, continues to be okay, not amazing. Uh, this past week, he pitched four innings, uh, struck out four, uh, walked two, gave up five hits, and allowed two runs. So he really hasn't been giving much length in his starts, but he also hasn't been terrible. I think Andrew Kindman posted that he was following along on his performance, and he was a little surprised that Burgos's velocity was down a little bit during the start. So he he had read a scouting report that Burgos was hitting you know the low to mid nineties, and and he was sitting more around ninety exactly. So in that last start that I just mentioned. Overall, in the three games since I picked Burgos, he has 13 innings pitched, a 277 ERA with 13 strikeouts. That's not allowed a home run, which is good. Hopefully he can uh, continue to have good to excellent starts and make me look smart. <laughs> yeah, and I hopefully the velocity thing isn't anything to worry mm -hmm. about. That happens start to start for some guys, and I don't know how true this is at the minor league level, but it could even be an issue with the gun. Could be, potentially. Potentially. That is very possible. Um, could be a hot gun, right? <laughs> but, I mean, I, I've i been impressed with what I've seen from him so far this year, not really having any tabs on him coming into it, so I'm excited to see what he does. All right, excellent. I think that'll uh, wrap up what everything uh, on board for today's podcast, so... Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Yeah. Thanks again, Brian. And uh, we will check back in with everyone next week. Mm -hmm.